The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Hi, this is Andrew Van Vieren and you're listening to The Daily Witness Podcast. And in today's episode, I want to speak to you about the power of your words. So let's get into a word of prayer. And man, we just invite the King of Kings in. We just invite our Father in because I'm honest with you. He's a lot smarter than all of us. And uh, I know that he has some good stuff to say to us. Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, when I prayed about this message, Lord, I, Dad, there were a few things that I wanted to preach on. But Lord, I was waiting for you because you know what your kids need to hear. So, Lord, you did give me a message and I thank you for it. And Lord, I'm asking you to help me in this podcast to bring this message across to your people that they can understand it. Lord, that they can grow from it. I receive that right now, Lord. Thank you for speaking through me. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you got born again, somewhere down the line, you should have heard the term confession. So when I got born again, I was something like 15 years old. And I heard the term confession, and the way it came across to me is that whatever you believe in God for, you need to say the same thing all the time, until whatever you believe in God for actually manifests in your life. Now, I don't know if those ministers wanted it to come across that way. I'm not sure. Um, I don't even remember those first messages on confession that I've heard, but that's the way it came across came across like, for example, if you believe in God for healing, you've got to say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, until that healing manifests, you know. And the funny thing is, you know, I launched out and I followed instruction. You know, I, want, I was hungry for the word. I wanted to learn how to use faith. It was so interesting that we have a heavenly father that wants to meet our needs. And we connect to him with our faith. And he is able to move in our lives when we give him our faith. So I would say things. And in the beginning, I started believing God for small things. I started believing God for big things. And I'm going to be honest with you, there were a lot of small things that would come to pass. I was hungry to learn how to walk in the kingdom. So I started believing God for airtime, and the airtime would come in. I wouldn't pay a cent for it, but I would get blessed with airtime all the time. Then I started believing God for clothing, and I would get the clothing. And then I believed God for a new phone. Now, remember back then, there wasn't smartphones. They were just dumb phones. No, I'm kidding. Um, back then, the camera phone was still fairly new. So this is the words that I would speak. I would say, I own a brand new, debt-free, name brand camera phone. And that's exactly what I got. I got a brand new, debt-free, name brand camera phone. Back then, that phone, I still remember the price. It was 2700 And back then, this is in the early 2000s, if you paid that for a phone, I mean, you were rolling. 
and I got that phone debt free and it was name brand phone and wherever I would go I mean people would look at me and they thinking how in the universe did I get that phone but my faith got it for me you know faith is the victory that overcomes the world now I was also confessing for bigger things and okay sure those bigger things didn't come to pass because I didn't hang around long enough in receiving now the Lord back then had a lot of mercy on me because that's that's what fathers do especially to newborns they got a lot of mercy on them and the Lord would bring a lot of things to pass but obviously smaller things but the bigger things uh, wouldn't come to pass I remember when I was younger I used to draw a lot I was flowing in my creative side I was drawing a lot. I used to enjoy that stuff. And I had this desk in my bedroom and I would paste like pictures of Mercedes Benzes on there, uh, BMWs. I had a picture of a yellow Lamborghini Murcielago and it was all these big things. Okay. And I was trying to put my faith on those big things. The kingdom doesn't work like that. The kingdom works with the principles of seed time and harvest. You got to grow your faith. You know, you don't start at the top and then work your way down. You start at the bottom and work your way up. I remember hearing a very popular minister in the body of Christ. He, he has went home to be with the Lord, but he was such a blessing to the body of Christ. And he said that everybody should start off believing God for a pair of socks. And I believe what he was really saying is start small. The Lord spoke to me years ago and he said, start small, but start somewhere. So when it comes to confession, I know there are some people that hear about it. And uh, remember when Jesus was talking about faith in Mark chapter 4, he spoke of a group of people that will hear the word with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so they will endure, but for a time only, and then they will end up withering away. There were some people that I've come across that hear about confession, they're excited about it, and they start confessing, confessing, confessing. And then nothing happens. And then they say, confession doesn't work. So I'm just going to teach you a little more about it because the Lord has been teaching me. He's been blessing me. And I get to share this revelation with you. And you know you know what I like about ministers in general? You know, they are the ones that spend excessive time in the Word. They spend time studying out the Bible. They spend time in teachings. They spend time praying. And they download all these like awesome revelations and insight from the Lord. And then they just preach it again. And you don't have to go through what I went through. It's only now, this stage in my life, where I'm understanding speaking the word more. I'm understanding confession more. And you don't have to, if I can say, bump your spiritual head and, you know, lose faith and lose hope. You can come and listen to, to teachings like this and you can get revelation right now. You can get insight right now and you can run with it. You can put it into operation into your life. So I remember on the 31st of the 8th of this year, uh, Maurice and I, we ran Cell. We did an episode called Your Words Have Power. Now back then, we weren't recording our Cell Group messages. We are now, thank God. But uh, in August, we didn't start yet. So unfortunately, you won't be able to find this one on RSS or any of our podcast insights. But this message, your words have power, was quite powerful. And you know why I say it's powerful? Whenever I do preach at cell, I make sure that I give tons of scriptures. 
And I do this because I want to show you from the Word of God exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you do get people that talk a lot, but they don't have any scriptures backing them up. Now, what I do, I give a lot of scriptures, and sometimes I actually feel sorry for people because they got to keep flipping through their Bible, and uh, some of them, they actually use the Bible app, which makes things a little easier. But, you know, I, I kind of make the people work itself. Praise God. I, I want you to see it from the Word. I want to give you as much biblical evidence as possible. You know, because for something to be scriptural, you have to have scripture. So in this particular message... I divided the message up into three parts. Obviously, I prayed about it. The Lord gave me a message. And by the Spirit, He showed me that I need, needed to divide the message up into three parts. And the first part is, is that God uses His words to create. The second part is that Jesus uses His words to create. And the third part is, we are supposed to use our words to create. So, there was quite a few different scriptures in there, in different categories. And, you know, when you see multiple scriptures in the Word saying the same thing, that's your proof right there. You don't have to question it anymore. Just run with it. So, there are some scriptures that I want to go over. And before I get into that, I just want to share something with you concerning confession. You know, um, like I said in the beginning, when I first got born again, confession came across as just saying the same thing continuously all the time until it comes to pass. And now that I'm older, I'm seeing more into it. And uh, the funny thing is, you know, I, I don't know how I got this word into my heart, but it's so funny. I used to say the same thing every night without fail. I would sit there with my family and it would just flow out of me. And I would say, I'm going to sleep lacquer tonight. And I would sleep lacquer. And the next night, I wouldn't think about it. I wouldn't say, hey, man, I'm going to confess now. You know, I'm getting ready to confess, to declare something. No, it would just flow out of me. And I would be talking to my folks or talking to Trevor, and, and I would say, I'm going to sleep lacquer tonight. And for those that are listening overseas that don't know what the word lacquer is, lacquer is another word for nice or it's great. You know, lacquer is, should I say, it's a good word. So if in South Africa, if, you know, we have a braai and we enjoy the braai and the meat was amazing and the conversation was lacquer, or should I say the conversation was great and the music was great, we say that was a lacquer braai. So you can use that in anything. So I would just continuously say, I'm going to have a lacquer sleep tonight. And I would always have a great sleep. When I go to sleep, I sleep right through. I have a peaceful sleep. It's an amazing sleep, and I wake up the next morning, and I'm refreshed. And, you know, there is a scripture that says, your sleep shall be sweet. And I was basically saying, my sleep is sweet. Praise God. So, as I was moving on in my Christian walk, God was opening up more and more and more of this concept of confession. And I just want to go and I just want to read you what Jesus himself said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 23, and I'll be reading from the King James Version. And remember, this is what Jesus is saying. This is not something that I'm making up. Now, this is the Son of God that's saying this, but guess what? He said he only says what he hears his Father say. He only does what he sees his Father do. He's been led by the Spirit of God to say this very thing. Listen to this. It says, And Jesus, answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now, I just need to stop right there. Jesus, 
is telling the people how to use their faith. Now, I've heard this from a very well-known minister that actually has fruit. He says that faith is voice activated. I love that. Faith is voice act- Guess what? Fear is voice activated. So listen to this. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be that you, you got to speak to your mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but check this out, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. This last part is powerful. Listen to this. He shall have whatsoever he saith. I've got to read this again. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You can have what you say. Guess what? You have been having what you say. Some people are speaking crime all day long, and things happen to them. Some people speak, if I can say, bad luck over themselves. Now, in the body of Christ, we don't believe in luck. We know there's a curse out there, but we don't put our faith and trust in the curse. We put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we trust him for the blessing. We receive that blessing that he has purchased for us. You know, the people that speak the curse all day long, they experience the curse all day long. Then they want to know why is God doing this to them. Meantime, they can't keep their mouth closed. They just speak in curse, 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 and they keep getting the curse, 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 and then they blame God. But they are the ones that are speaking those words into existence. Listen, if Jesus says that you can have what you say, guess what? You are having what you say. It's not when you get into word now, all of a sudden now your words become powerful. You know, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I'm going to say that again. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. There is death and there's life in your tongue right now, and you've got to choose what you're going to be speaking. There are people that keep cursing their marriage, and their marriage continues to be cursed, and then they want to blame God. There are people that are speaking the curse over their kids, And the kids keep, you know, walking in that curse. We are supposed to be speaking the word only. We are supposed to be speaking the words that God has given us in his written word. Now, remember that centurion. There's a centurion that came to Jesus. His servant was at home, sick of the palsy. And the Bible says that God is love. Jesus is love. Jesus is God's love gift to us. And Jesus got up. That always impressed me. Like Jesus is traveling all over all the time. He must have been tired. He hardly had time to rest. There are times where he would preach throughout the day, throughout the night, and into the next morning. He's working around the clock. People would come. They wouldn't leave him alone. And, uh, you know, people would come to him and say, hey, I've got a sick family member. Can you come heal him? Jesus just gets up and says, I'll come heal him. Now, if that isn't love, then I don't know what is. Jesus was selfless. He never thought of himself. He always thought of everyone else. He always thought of God. He always thought of his neighbor. Praise God. So Jesus got up and he said, I'll I'll come heal him. And the centurion, he said what he needed to say. And he was telling Jesus not to come home with him. But he said, speak the word only 
and my servant will be healed. Jesus didn't even have to be there in the centurion's house. He said, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. That's how powerful your words are. Now, obviously, for your words to be effective, you should be speaking the word. Now, something that I've noticed, like if you are getting into any specific teachings, the Lord would give you a special word to speak. I'm not talking about going to a prophet and saying, hey, uh, I, I need a special word to speak. Can you hear from God for me? No, no, no. When you are getting into certain teachings, when I was believing God for my healing, I was in healing teachings all the time. I used to have this mini hi-fi in my bedroom, and back then I could not watch TV. I could not be on phones. I could not be on computers because I used to get dizzy. I used to feel lightheaded. It was a horrible sensation. All I had was MP3s. All I had was magazines, Christian magazines from a well-known ministry. I had their teaching letters that would come once a month. I had their devotional. I had books by them. So I would listen to teachings all the time. And I remember the Lord speaking to me one day. The first year, the first year that I started, he spoke to me. And I think it was like a month later of getting to these teachings continuously. And the Lord said that I should start saying, now that I'm healed, I can. So I know that I got this word from God. I took a cookie and I wrote this word that God gave me on the back of my door. So let me explain that word. I was supposed to fill in the blanks, which I did. And I would say things like, now that I'm healed, I can walk into shops again. Now that I'm healed, I can be on TV again. Now that I'm healed, I can be on my phone again. Now that I'm healed, I can drive at night again. You see that? God wanted my language to broaden in the area of healing, in the area of receiving my healing. Man, I'm excited to just run in that area, but I just want to share something with you. Uh, you can turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Listen to this. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Now, in other translations, it says um, that we must hold fast to our confession or we must hold fast to saying the same thing. Now, whatever you believe in God for, you need to continuously speak about your provision, that you have it. Do not speak that you are still going to get it. You need to speak the end result. Because if you actually study out specifically the New Testament, Jesus has already done all these things for us. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. We are rich already. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And if he be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. All that provision is already there. The Bible talks about that all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. You need to receive what God has already done for you in Christ Jesus. If it's healing you need, you need to start growing your healing language. You know, I have been trusting God for the right wife. Now, I've dated a lot in the past, and I've dated good woman, Christian woman. And there were a few girlfriends of mine in times past that wanted to get married to me, but God spoke to me. 
And he said he has someone for me. And I've been trusting him for that. And I know the world wants results like right now. Uh, the Lord told me a long time ago, he said, faith is a journey, not a scratch card. If you want instant results right now, then faith isn't for you. Yes, faith gets easier. The results come in quicker the more you practice something. But overall, faith is a journey. And I was getting into teachings concerning your godly partner and just filling my heart, filling my heart, filling my heart. And I remember the Lord speaking to me recently. And he said, I need to start including my wife in everything because it's already done. If you need healing, step into the receiving zone. Start taking your healing. Start speaking like it's already done because it is already done. Jesus already healed you. Include your healing in everything when you wake up. Give God glory. Praise him in the morning. Say, Lord, thank you for healing me. Lord, I remember when I used to be sick. Thank God I'm sick no more. Glory to Jesus. When you're getting ready for work, you can put on a little dance there and you can say, Lord, thank you for my healing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Start saying, now that I'm healed, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. Broaden your healing language. If you believe in God for a spouse, broaden your spouse language. You know, this is what God was trying to get over to Abraham right in the beginning. Just remember, it took Abraham a long time to see that he was already the father of many nations. And the Lord was trying to help him expand his language. That's why God ended up changing his name. But you remember, he told Abraham to step outside and look up and try and count the stars. Because that's how much kids he's going to have. Then he tried to help him again and say, look down and try and count the sand. Then he said, walk through this field because I'm going to give this to your children. He wanted him to expand his language that he was the father of many. If you believe in God for a job, whatever you believe in God for, don't walk around and say, for example, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Get it into your heart. Speak it more. Um, you know, grow your healing language. Thank God more. That's how it gets into your heart. You know, if you're just saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. You're not even thinking what you're saying. You're just on repeat. But when you start walking around saying, mm, man, it feels good to be married. And Lord, help me to become a better husband to my wife. Lord, help me to lead her in the right paths. Lord, help me to be a great provider for her. You know, when you pray, say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my wife and I come before you. Include them in everything. Include your healing in everything. Include your employment in everything. Include whatever you believe in God for. Grow your language. Because you'll find out when you start growing your language, that word that's able to get into your heart quicker because now you're thinking about it. If you believe in for a spouse when you go to sleep, look over to her, say goodnight, sweetie. I love you so much. When you wake up, good morning, sweetie. Are you going to make us breakfast or should I? You know, uh, start planning ahead, saying, hey, uh, I know my wife and I, we're going to go out shopping this weekend and uh, start making plans about it. Grow in confession. Grow in speaking the end result. Grow your language. That's what the Lord was trying to get over to Abraham. And guess what? You don't have to take 25 years to get your harvest. Praise God. You know, you've got great teachings like this. All these things have already been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. It's yours already. The Lord is just waiting for you to take it by faith. And I remember something Mario said a long time ago. He said, it's like someone gives you a fizzy drink and they put it on the shelf and they say, it's yours. You can take it. 
You're the one that must reach out and take it. It's yours already. It's there. Guess what? Whatever you believe in God for, whatever provision, it is there already. Start building it into your heart. Start building it into your life. Start acting out on it. Grow your language. Praise God. I know you saw something out of this. I know it. Praise God. And God gets the glory. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.